Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. We're aiming for normally people like they tune me out after like 45 minutes to an hour. They don't want to hear me anymore. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. I, I'm surprised they even want to hear me for two minutes. So, but you know. But yeah, so welcome everybody. This is the Manifest Podcast. You're listening to the newest episode this week. And today we have brother. I'm going to call him brother because, you know, he has risen to such a level of stature that I feel like I have to call him brother. Brother Michael Aris, thank you for being on, bro. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot about media, social media, uh, production, all these types of things that are uh, extremely important for the time that we're living in when it comes to live streaming or uh, pre-recording your services. So um, I guess the first thing before we even get into that is like, we want to know a little bit about you. Uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself, where you are, where you're from, that type of thing. Uh, thank you so much for having me, brother, uh, Carleo. <laughs> and uh, thank you for the, the reverence for brother. Um, at yeah, so my name is Michael Ayers, and I go to International Pentecostal Church in Bellflower, California, under Pastor uh, Dan Butler. I work on the media team there, doing photos and videos for them. And I also work, I, I just recently joined the media team for the National Hyphen team. So that I was did. pretty, yeah, yeah, this, cool. this, was, this was maybe about, I think, two and a half weeks ago, I think. Uh, Kristen Keller, I believe her name is, uh, who, who runs that department, she hit me up because they were saying that they needed some help. And so they were asking for new recruits. And then, cool. so I, yeah, I told them I would join. That was pretty neat. So we had our first meeting like a week and a half ago. So I haven't done anything for them yet because we're still in the building phase, you know, for, our, for the new team that was brought together. So that was pretty neat. So we'll see, you know, what kind of projects we'll be doing for the, the high cool. team in that regard. But besides that, I work in, uh, I, I work in customer service for for uh, basically uh, Whole Foods, and but on my on my free time though, I actually freelance a lot for newspapers and magazines and stuff like that. And so I've you know worked for like the Orange County Register. You know I do a couple New York Times stories and and so just ba- basically I'm here in California. And if any paper needs help, that if they need an extra shooter, I'm there to assist with that. And so I've been blessed to do this kind of thing because journalism is my first passion and uh since but since i don't do journalism full time i'm just glad that i was able to apply a lot of the skills that i've learned in journalism and just apply it to i guess you know our church ministry side of things and i find great fulfillment in working for my church in that way cool cool so yeah i'll start off saying this um if you guys have not seen any of the content from bellflower I would highly, highly, highly suggest you go on their page. What's your Instagram page for the church? Is it IPC? Our Instagram uh, for our church is IP, uh, IP church. Yeah. Super dope content. Um, I know like people always say, don't uh, try to copy people or, you know, whatever it is. But I, people ask me who, like, who was your inspiration? I'm telling them Bellflower. I'm trying to copy what they do and make it better all at the same time. You know, obviously I haven't reached the better part yet, but that's something that I'm working on. So as long as I feel like, as long as you're able to uh, 
credit your inspiration, I don't see an issue with copying what people do. Um, especially if you aren't trying to, um, you know, pose it as your own work, you know, you don't want to try and like, uh, you know, copy something and then not try to give them credit. So, um, I, I always say IPC is my, they're my go-to when it comes to looking at how to create content, uh, for church related stuff and, um, not, and not just the services. I've noticed you guys have branched off into, uh, doing music videos and, um, you know, church commercials and things like that, all things that are like promos, even like yeah. I saw recently, you guys did something for your coffee shop. That was super yeah. dope too. Yeah. So, and, I, and like I say, that type of stuff is my inspiration. And like I say, if you guys are able to go to their page um, and check some of that stuff out, you will not regret it. Uh, you definitely can take some inspiration and, and some tips and stuff like that. And I'll, I have to say, Michael is always, I bug this guy all the time. He can tell you, I DM him randomly at least four times a week, maybe easily, easily. And I'm just like, Hey bro, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And not once has he left me hanging. He's always at some point responded, you know, gave me great advice. So thank you for that. First of all. So, um, that leads us to our, go ahead. What'd you say? Oh, no. I, I mean, honestly with, with, uh, with, I'm always willing to help. I, it's funny because you're like, oh, I, you know, I want to emulate what they want to do and get better, right? And I'm like, yeah, like go for it. You know, the, the more great content that we have, the better, right? I, I don't want IPC, you know, or any other, you know, I, I, I don't claim that we are the best. It's just one of those things. It's just, I just, I'm always willing to help other churches hopefully reach their potential because it, social media is super important for how we get followers and people that Definitely. get into our season yeah. church. It, we've done analytics and stuff and we had, we've had people move to our church from out, out of state. And a lot of times they've come to our church uh, because of the social media content we provided. And so it's one of those things that really spoke out to us that, you know, for sure content is key. And when you look at the church Instagram, it's, it's purely of a photo blog, pretty much. Uh, we don't really, you know, try to do anything else except try to provide some good daily photo content. And we, but we've seen the results though, because the whole, the whole goal of the church Instagram is to give really strangers a sense of, of how fun or what this church is really all about. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, whenever you ask me questions, I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, emulate, do the best that you can ask me any questions that you have, because, you know, the more that we get people just understanding how content works you know, the more we can show strangers, Hey, you know, we are life church, you know, or uh, your church as well in Colton, you know, our church is fun. Look at all the great things we're doing. Yeah. Come back, come by. And you have the content to kind of back it up. Right. And it gets people excited. So yeah. When people see a really dope video, they come expecting something relative to that experience. And so as long as you can back that up, then you can bring in so many souls. Like when I like the video yesterday, you guys posted phenomenal, bro. That, well, first of all, the stage, I mean, the, the platform looks amazing. I, that super dope. Right. And it just great. It creates an ambience, like just the way that you guys, you know, set it up aesthetically. And then the way that you shot it, those two, two things are important. I feel like that is an experience that I want to be a part of. And I go to another church, you know, I'm not saying I want to switch churches, but I'm just saying. That <laughs> I don't think draws, Frankie Taylor would like that. <laughs> right. Not at all. Uh, but that draws people in like, that experience uh that they can see visually first before they actually you know actually physically experience so 
um, just give people a little bit of taste. You know, you want to, you want to, you feel the spirit of God and, and how God moves. Here's a little bit of how, what that looks like, you know, so. Sure. And you, and, and you adapt it to your church culture, you know, cause yeah. everyone, everyone's church culture is just different. So exactly. there's no church exactly. culture other than another, but there's a way that you can make your unique vision of what the church is appealable to, you know, to somebody else. So. Right. And so speaking of that, uh, I know we talked a little bit off camera, but what have you guys done um, to adjust, you know, technology wise, social media, what have you guys done to adjust to coronavirus in the sense of um, we have to, we, we have to put out a live stream or people won't get church. So what have you guys done to adjust to that? Wow. So, so for, for the live stream, nothing much has changed in the terms of what gear we've used. You know, we, we use black magic cameras for our, for our live stream and but the, for the pocket, the the pocket cinema, or I um, you know what? I got it. I'll, I'll check for that right now. But so while I'm checking, but we do black magics um, mm-hmm. that, and but we realized, you know what? Um, we wanted to do something fresh, something new, because yeah. it everyone's at home right now. But we want to give, we we want to go kind of more of a cinematic route for mm-hmm. our services. So. What we did at first was do live services for the first, I think, two Sundays. And it was good yeah. and, and stuff. But then as the weeks kept going, more and more restrictions kept happening. So at yeah. first, it was like, all right, well, we'll have a praise team, right? No problem. We'll have exactly how it was before. And then now, okay, well, now you can't have more than 10 people. And you, you think to ourselves, oh, wait. So, oh, that kind of ruins everything now because you would have the praise team, the, the ministry staff. You have yep. the media team. That's e- that could easily be twenty people, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly a little bit more. And so for us, we just didn't want to risk doing the live shows anymore, live show, live productions anymore, yeah. because you never know if someone's going to walk into your church with a video camera. Hey, you know, IBC Bellflower is doing. You know, it's got twenty people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's oh, so I see here now. We use the Black Magic Micro Studio. That's what we use. Got it. Okay. So. There's that. So, so as more and more restrictions kept happening, that's when we decided, you know what? Well, we can't do live anymore. Let's just do cinematic stuff. Let's just do everything as, yeah. as best as we can, certain segments that seem to be like a movie. So one, one of our creatives, uh, Ricky Hurtado, he had a great idea to up up a production value for uh, Easter, which was the first big production that we did. And so what he, what he had the idea to do was to do uh, kind of like vignettes of whatever pastor's message was that he was preaching on. So for instance, uh, for Easter, it was, you know, obviously you were talking about the, the death and burial resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so what he had the idea of doing um, scenes of that story, but they, they're all blurred out. So you can't see the actors' faces but you act out certain scenes in slow motion and then you integrate that with pastor's message as he's speaking, you know? Okay. So, so we, we, we started off doing creative ideas like that to kind of add that extra layer because at first we had just the one camera on pastor, right? Well, we think, okay, well, we can't have one pastor on camera. How can we make it more livelier? And so we just added kind of movie scenes to kind of go with, what pastor was preaching on. So what we did was we, we, we would pre-record pastor first 
and then based off what he would say, shoot movie scenes mm, to accompany okay. what his preaching was. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that. And then, so then now we can have a praise team. So now we did music videos. Um, the first two videos that we did were kind of rough because we were trying to figure out how to do like sound and certain things in different locations besides the church. So, but as the weeks kept going on, our quality kept getting better. So thank God for that. So we, once again, did music videos to kind of add to that cinematic vibe, right? So we ended up purchasing uh, gimbals to help have moving cameras to help mm-hmm. with to help with that cinematic flow. And then also for live stream, we also started our kids' TV show. So we have our, so, our, we, have our we have our kids' ministry, Kingdom Kids. And so we started the, the IPC media team helped start uh, full production with the first two videos that we mm-hmm. did, you know, all cinematic cameras and stuff like that. And then ever, and then after that, we stopped and kind of, you know, they took over the reins, the, the kids media team. And then now they produce the videos on their own now. But the whole goal was just to get started because how, how can you minister to kids now? Right. right they, there's right. no Sunday school anymore. And so they had, so the, the immediate, the, Kingdom Kids Youth, uh, so the Kingdom Kids Sunday School team just had this idea, well, we can't reach them. Let's just do a TV show, make it as goofy as possible, get every puppet as possible. We'll do green screen, whatever. And then it just slowly blossomed, you know, and it, yeah, it's, and what's cool about it too is that it appeals to both adults and kids as well. So that's always nice. So besides cinematic videos, music videos, Kingdom Kids, we also started doing skit videos. Uh, I know you haven't seen this yet because it hasn't been posted yet, but we, we did our first skit video talking about the, the 10 COVID commandments uh, okay. to basically list the new policies that our church is going to be having before we open up on June 7th. And so, and it was ideas like that where we've always wanted to do funny skits for months, but we've always, we've always been lazy, but it took a pandemic such as this to finally be like, well, you know what? All right, well, let's just do it and see what happens. Yeah. And that was the case for everything. One of the guys in our crew said that our, our media team was basically being baptized by fire because, <laughs> because think about it. All, all, there's our media team, right? And then, of course, other churches' media teams. Imagine how many ideas that you've wanted to do, but you've never done them because you're like, well, there's another time. We'll, get, well, we'll do it later. You know, and you, and you just, the ideas just get pushed further and further and further back. Yeah. But now that you're, but now that you have no other option, but to be on live stream now, you know, it kind of forced us to be as creative as possible. And all the ideas that we've always thought about doing, you know, we tried them out and then we ended up getting a positive response about that. So yeah, those were just some minor changes. Well, minor, major changes because it's an entirely different <laughs> you know, format, but yeah, once again, it goes back down to just content because we're also thinking not just Facebook live stream, but we take excerpts from the live streams too, the the cinematic segments and post them mm-hmm. on Instagram and stuff like that. So we're thinking we're thinking um, duality of just you know not just the live stream but also Instagram, Facebook content. Yeah, right. So that's thoroughly important to us. Cool. So I guess the, I didn't I didn't ask you about this earlier, but what's running through my mind is like. Okay, well, two questions. Uh, how big is your crew? <laughs> um, like, is the CDC? Like, this no. Um, <laughs> so our, our crew technically is about 26 people. 
Um, and then on an actual work day on Sunday, because we all take, we all take shifts. Mm-hmm. So let me see one, two, three cameras and me and my side cameras and then upstairs one, two, three, four. So we have about nine, between nine and 10 people working every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there's our, there's our three main camera guys, the guys that roam around with the cameras that are, that roam around with the black magics. Then there's uh Ricky Hurtado and me. We roam around with our, our DSLRs uh, to take photographs and also cinematic videos of the services. And then the rest are the switch, the guy who runs the switch, the guy who is monitoring uh, the live streams. Right. And also engaging on social media with the people who are commenting and then, of course, our lighting guys, and then our sound guys, and then our person who does the screens. Wow. See, and that, that to me is like, that, that's what, uh, that's like I said, I'm, I'm aiming to get to that level. Because right now, if we're talking about my church, right now it's just me and Saul, really. It's me and Saul and you're doing, doing a great job. <laughs> we appreciate it, bro. We're doing the cameras, the yeah, lighting. I've seen the some editing, of the live streams. I've seen all it. of that. So um, that, that's a really cool crew. So then my next question is, I really want to know, give me, I know there's so many, there's a, there's a thousand details that goes into this, but give me a short synopsis of what a production looks like for you on Sunday or not even on Sunday. Cause I know you start way before to even plan for, so from planning to, to upload, what does a production look like for you and your church? So, all right. So Every Monday and Friday, our media team has a meeting. Okay. So on Monday, what we do is we, we recap what happened Sunday. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the good and bad, right? <laughs> who was offended? Who was not offended? You know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of <laughs> any, any kind of scenario, right? You know, what everybody liked, what everybody didn't like. And then, so that's, that's the first thing is just to, you know, how can we improve after this last Sunday? And then after that, we dive. People forget we do Wednesday services too. So it's another, so what we do on Wednesdays is we do something called home to home, which is we don't really do a service per se. What we do is we have a devotion that is in whoever is the, the speaker's house that night. Yeah. But then we also, we also tag team and have somebody else in a different home do uh, the music and then somebody else in the other home does offering. So it's kind of like a bam, 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 different houses of whoever oh, wow. is in charge that time working together. Is that live or pre-recorded? It's all, it's all pre-recorded. Okay. Okay. So sometime between Monday and Tuesday, we, we, whoever's doing video at that time has to coordinate with the speakers to get it all done. And trust me, there's been at least two Wednesdays where we didn't finish uploading the video for Wednesday service until maybe 10 minutes before service, because you know, you got to be on people's schedules. Right. And then obviously try to crunch all the editing in time. So while we're planning for that Wednesday service, right? You have also the, um, the following Sunday. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta work on, you also, you gotta, you gotta work on editing Wednesday service while also simultaneously trying to film segments leading up to Sunday service. And mm-hmm. it can get very tiring. Luckily we have, um, different people that can shoot video, right? So it's so right oh, now, it's just right now it's me, Ricky Hurtado, and then uh, also another one of our guys, Robert Menchaca. He helps film certain segments too for videos, and it just helps. And also, we, and what we did too is that we invested in our media team to learn Final Cut Pro. So, 
we have 26 members and we said, all right, we're going to hold a, a editing session. If you want to learn how to edit, just right. We're going to do a, a zoom meeting first. And oh, then really? after we had our zoom meeting, breaking down the basics, we've slowly met with some of our members in person and worked to help them understand editing. So that way, the more editors you have, the better because Ricky and I have both shot and edited services by ourselves and it gets really stressful because it takes hours. You know this, like it takes oh, yeah. hours sometimes <laughs> to just, to just cram the, the, to edit the music videos, right? Different cameras, different cuts, right? To edit the preaching, to get the other segment of offering. And then we all, what we also do too is that our pastor does a mini devotion in our services. So it's, it's, it's like too many preachings. Pastor will preach oh. for about 10 minutes and then Dane will preach for another extra 30 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we combine those two preachings together to edit those together and it just really gets to you. So what we're trying to do is expand the workload, teaching yeah. our members, okay, we need more editors to learn how to, to, to construct the videos as well as shoot videos. So there's that, but yeah, it can get very stressful. Wow. But, but, no, I, I, but I, I love always the end results always rewarding though. Yeah, for sure. I, I love, I love that though. Um, trying to like make sure the workload is a little more, um, you know, balanced. I think for, for us in a lot of churches, it has, it comes down to manpower. And um, that's what we're working on. Now we're like, even though we're starting to come back to normal, um, I'm, I'm looking out to see who I could use in the media team to help, like who has an inclination or a, a bit of some talent, because I don't want to be doing this forever. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I'm, like I said, I, I never dreamed I would touch a camera until about three or four months ago, honestly. And um, that's how it starts. I, I didn't think I would be a photographer either. Really? And then, because for me, for me, how I got started in photography was I literally took an elective mm-hmm. photography class at Cerritos College. Because I, all, all I wanted to do was just take it for fun because I just wanted an easy A for a class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what's a class I can take that I can just get an easy A in? And then someone just goes, hey, you can take one, why don't you do a photo class? All you do is take pictures. I'm like, oh, really? That sounds super easy. <laughs> and then I, 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 it was a film black and white class. And then after I made my first print in chemicals, that's when it kind of kickstarted. Like, oh, like, this is actually fun. I actually like doing this. And then from then on, it just ended up becoming a passion, right? Wow. And so, okay. so I, I totally get it. You're like, I never thought I would be in front of, I would do cameras. I didn't either. And I think that's the journey of most people. I feel mm-hmm. it's just, you it just, you just kind of stumble upon it and then yeah. just grow from it really. And then I after, love it though. After many YouTube videos later, <laughs> I learned how to do photography. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, lo- I love, I love it now. People are like, what, how'd you learn? I'm like, all right, just, just YouTube it, man. Just <laughs> for real. Honestly. YouTube university. Yep. Um, uh, that, that brings us to our last question when we're talking about, um, YouTubing and you know figuring out things um, like I said I go to you as a great source you know I go to Jeremiah for a lot of sound things like I have people um, that I go to for this type of stuff so um, what advice would you give to other churches who are looking to update or upgrade their presence in social media I know you already said like um, instead of flyers you do content pieces I know that's one thing I love that idea yeah. by the way so, so- I can expand, expand that a little bit. So for, for us at IPC, when you look at our Instagram, uh, we have very little flyers. 
And the reason for that is that as we express in our first point about Instagram in the beginning, content's really key for us. So when you just have a wall of flyers, right? The person doesn't get the sense of what your church is really about. All they see is the flyers. So exactly. what we do is we focus strictly on just good photography. Just n- n- cell phones are not allowed. <laughs> in the, that's, that's commandment number one in the IPC. <laughs> Uh, Instagram account is no cell phones at all and not not even if it's a portrait mode just it has everything has to be with the actual camera and I know because you understand what I'm talking yeah, about yeah and so uh, and, and the reason being as we said is because we want to make people have a taste of what we're about but what we do is say if we do do a flyer right and say it's for a specific date or something like that Normally, when the date passes, sometimes we'll go back and delete the old flyers, right? So that way, because certain things don't apply. You know, oh, Bible, home Bible study tonight, 7 p.m. Oh, like, well, th- thanks for that announcement, but, now it, but that was two years ago. Like, that's kind of right, cool. You right. know, it, doesn't, it doesn't age well, right? But certain designs that we have for Easter, right, Pentecost Sunday, stuff like that, like those are pretty, anything that's like a landmark event, we'll keep. Everything else that's just like, oh, park picnic for Sunday, right? Or, you know, potluck. Like those things have yeah, to go. Those things yeah, have definitely. to go, man. And so after that, and then what we also do as well, we're, we're, we're actually trying to expand more into doing videos. So now we're trying to do actually more devotions, but good quality devotions with DSLRs and stuff like that. Um, and for, and honestly, like I said before, it's all about your church culture, Right. So you adapt to how your church is like. So for us, we're kind of, we're a little goofy. So we have, we're, we're, we have we're, right now we're shooting skits. And so we're looking mm-hmm. to add more comedy content to our Instagram, right? And the whole, but the whole point is just to just throw it out there and just have fun with it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that's just what I hope that churches just get that not everything has to be um, ministry based in the sense where it just has to only be preaching, Right. You can also post funny videos. You can post blooper reels. Uh, Mae Butler, right? She, mm-hmm. she is super introverted. And we thought, you know, be funny. Let's just do a blooper reel of you messing up on your announcements. And she goes, no, why would you do that? That's like, oh, that's going to be so embarrassing. And so we said, like, Mae, trust us. Just trust us. It'll be yeah, a hit. Yeah. Trust us. We posted on Facebook and Instagram and just tons of comments started flowing on, especially on YouTube as well. And people were sharing it left around on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then May texted me, everyone's blowing up my phone of how funny the blooper reels were, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I said, May, that's exactly the point is that people, people have to realize that churches are not always serious all the time. People can have fun, right? And that, so bloopers kind of proved that point, you know? And so that's just my advice to church is just, Number one, you know, make sure the entire feed is not entirely flyers. And then number two, focus on just good photography. Try to have a daily blog. And there's, and there's so many, there's so much content that you could take from small groups, right? Or home groups. You can photograph the services, the youth, the youth services, the, the hyphen services, the, um, mm-hmm. even the, the ushers, the guys who are doing the parking lot, right? The, yeah. the guys for us who are, uh, for our Holy Roast, the ones who are making the coffee, and then just, or just, or maybe just uh, going out with pastor for a day and just kind of documenting what he does throughout the day. If he visits somebody, you know, someone's house, like there's, there's a lot of things you can do 
because everyone always thinks, oh, it's just only photos at the church. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like this goes right. beyond, right? Go take photos of all the congregations, all the attendees at their homes, something, something that is just not basic. All right, just Sunday service. Because yeah. more importantly, you want to show community really is mm -hmm. where it's at. And you throw that together with music videos, stupid skits, you know, bloopers, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And that's pretty much it. So yeah, that's, I think that's great advice. Um, and I think that's what our church has been learning. Me and, like I said, me and Saul are sort of heading this up, but we're looking for new team members and things like that. But um, that's what the, the recollection we came to is like, we have to start creating more content, you know, mm -hmm. um, instead of just posting a block post of words or, you know, colors and things like that, really plain ordinary stuff. I think people are really attracted to, like we said earlier, seeing a little bit and, and experiencing a little bit of what they truly might experience if they do come. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, we're, we're all about trying to create more content. We're working on the website right now and things like that. So go ahead. The one thing that I'll say that that's really important to me, at least as a media person is that um, hopefully it doesn't come off as like controversial or something like that. But you know, when, 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 you, when people work, when, when, when there's the photographers, right. Or the video, the video people for HYC, right. Mm -hmm. Holiday convention, NAYC, CAM meeting, stuff like that. Um, I, I used to photograph the first two or three holiday conventions. Yeah. And, I remember that. And um, when I would post the, the photos on Facebook, right. Cause I don't, I don't think back then we, we did Instagram. Um, but back then we had, I, I would post the photos on Facebook and tag people that I recognize in the photos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And what I used to do was photograph the service, right. And actually upload the photos during the service. So what I would do is I would actually edit all the photos after I fil after I photographed the preacher for the first 10 minutes and I already, I know. And then, so by the time altar call happened, all the photos from that service were already up, but people were commenting like mothers and fathers would comment, Oh, that's my son praying. That's my yeah, daughter. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and there was one that was like, Oh, my son, you know, cause he hasn't been in church in this many long. It's so great to see him like in this convention. And so I remember reading comments like that and having it really speak to my heart that, you know, it's people can buy, right. The DVDs, for the messages, the CDs, right. And the right, right, right. of the messages. Right. And, and, you know, I'll be yet to kind of go out your way to actually write the notes, you know, and remember what the preacher was saying that night. But with, with images, they do speak a thousand words where, you know, when you see uh, like Facebook memories or Instagram, Hey, remember this photo from seven years ago? And they look at that image and what if that person's not in church anymore, but they see on Facebook, that Facebook memory that they were tagged in at HYC. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember that, that convention. I may not remember what the preacher was talking about, but based off this image, I remember feeling, you know, I was crying. I was at the altar. Right. And so that's why, that's why to me, media is just as important as the praise team and the preacher, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, it trans, it, it transcends that, you know, and well, I don't want to say transcends, but it, it helps elevate the overall experience for someone. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like Definitely. I said, you have to count on them to take notes and remember what the preacher said, right? But with Facebook and Instagram, the image is just flat right there, man. Once you scroll and see it, oh yeah, I remember this, you know? And it just brings back feelings. Yeah, and so, exactly. yeah, and so that's just one thing that I really try to instill with people where it's just, hey, don't just think you're taking photographs just for this Sunday because you're taking photographs for someone's 
the rest of their life, really, because they mm-hmm. remember these good feelings. And also another thing, too, is just to remember that as a media person, it is a ministry and that you also want to remember, like for me, my personal practice, after every service, I have to uh, pray at the altar because a lot of times, and I'll admit this too, is I'm so focused on getting the shots, right? That sometimes I tune out what the preacher is talking about mm-hmm. because I'm focused on, okay, that person looks really cool. Let me take, like, take a photograph of them reading their Bible or something, right? And sometimes I miss pieces of the service, right? And because my, I'm just so concentrated on trying to get a certain image. And, and, but I have to remember for myself, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes watch the services again later, right? When I can just refocus again but I have to go to the altar after every service because it's very easy for not just photographers, but for like sound guys, musicians, yep. right? You think, Oh, me pressing the button for the, for the, for the sound, right. Or playing the keys. That's my ministry. All right, we're done. Pack up and go. But you know, God gave you your talents, right. And you should honor that. And then Definitely. at least fin- at least finish the, uh, the service at the altar because you know, like I said, sometimes you might be missing out on the service sometimes because you're so invested in what you were doing that got the talent that, you, that God gave you, you know? And so that's just something that's just really important to me. It's just, always, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, it, it, it coincides with the praise team and the preacher, you know, it's, yeah. it, it all comes full circle. And I think, I honestly think that God blesses people who, who willingly humble themselves and bring their talents to the altar, you know? basically saying, God, I use this talent for this service, you know, and I just want to end on a high note basically with you at the end of the service, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and that's something that I always being someone who's been involved with some type of ministry that keeps me from the altar for, since I was probably 17 or 18 or probably 16, whether that's playing guitar or helping on the media team or whatever it is, um that's been something that i've 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 struggled with as well um Mm -hmm. i'm actually i'm gonna talk to my my team about that um what did what did you learn what what did you learn about yourself uh during and and your and for your church like what what did your church learn during this quarantine because i know you asked me like you know what how do we change Mm -hmm. but because you were technically you were baptized by fire too with this whole situation (laughs) so so how'd you guys start off right oh we start with the iphone (laughs) live stream Mm -hmm. with you Oh, any, mm-hmm. any progress you guys made for yourself? What, what baby steps have you guys made? Oh, man, uh, big steps. We went from not live streaming to live streaming. Like, that was the first big step. I, I, I promise you, like, maybe two or three weeks before all this stuff, like, happened, uh, we were literally talking about live streaming. And so we started live streaming maybe a few weeks before just figuring out how it worked, you know, how to get on YouTube, how to get on Facebook. We've downloaded um, VMix, which is a, a broadcasting software. And we were just mm-hmm. literally figuring it out. And um, I think we saw what it could do for us. And we were like, okay, we're going to invest in this. And then coronavirus hit, literally, you know, right when that happened, right when we made that decision, that happened. And so we were more fortunate than other churches that had literally nothing going on, you know. And so we took the time to sort of um, educate ourselves to learn. Cause like I said, we started from the ground up, like me and Saul, like, of course we know how to hit record. We know how to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But all the finer details to get better quality, we had nothing, we had no knowledge. And so 
we just educated ourselves more and more and more about how to how to live stream, how to connect more than one camera to a live stream. That was like one thing that we struggled with at first is like, do we buy a switcher or do we uh, buy multiple capture cards? Like, what do we do? And um, yeah, so we ended up going from a one camera setup uh, with a capture card um, and then coronavirus happened. And then it's like, okay, well, we need to uh, like do better than this. Like, this is cool, but we could always do better. So we ended up setting, we brought, we brought in the camera closer um, right in front of the stage. And then we hooked up a switcher to like two other cameras and then we would switch them during service. And this is all mechanical and very like clunky. Okay. Well, what, what can we do to make it even better? And then, so the, the following week we were like, okay, we did two live stream services. And after that we were like, you know, just kind of like how you guys were, we're mm-hmm. like, we're going to, we're going to record now just because we control almost all the variables. Like it's easier to control the variables um, later on and then figure everything out instead of having to do stuff on the fly and messing up and blah, blah, right? So we, um, we started shooting with the Sony A6, uh, A, uh, A6000 um, and then we used my Canon. I have a super old uh, T5. Uh, we used those two shots. And to be honest, they look great. Uh, you know, for going from a camcorder in the middle of the room, you know, we went to those two shots and then I bought a Lumix G7, uh, which is 4K. We, we haven't really used 4K that much, but had the capability is nice. But so um, we started shooting with three cameras and then we, we brought in the camcorder, uh, the one from before. So now we had four shots, uh, you know, and so we started adding all these shots and then we're like, OK, well, how do we make everything match up? Then we had to figure out how to do a multicam. Um, editing sequence and so there's all these things that we just had to learn every single week um and i think right as coronavirus is about to end we hit we hit a good stride like kind of like knowing um you know and hitting a sweet spot of what we want so but that that's good because now we can sort of translate that back to live streaming during a live service it helps you know have that knowledge and so you know it, it also with this type of stuff you're talking about creating skits and music videos we learned those skills while we were pre-recording our services now we can add to the content of the church and so we're super excited um i've learned the most important thing i've learned is um at at the end of the day quality costs money i'm sorry but quality costs money Mm -hmm. you don't have to spend twenty thousand dollars but you need to spend uh, you need to spend some money. You know what I'm saying? No one's got that elevation money. Right. You know? right. Yeah, Hillsong United camera recorders that cost $20,000. Exactly. You know? yeah. Well, the reality is the the iPhone camera, that's not going to work. You know, obviously you, you can start there. That's fine. But you, you don't need to, you cannot stay there with just the iPhone, you know, live streaming right on the Facebook from your iPhone. That to me is like, uh, I feel like you need to be looking up to where you could go from there. For yeah, sure. I, was, I was surprised at how many churches don't use live stream. There's a yeah. lot of, there was a lot of churches that have hit me up and said, hey, what are you guys using for lights? How do we, what, what do we use to, what, what, or what kind of cameras do you use? What software? What, what, and a, a, lot of, a lot of problems that churches would ask me about was how do I do the live stream? Because you know how YouTube has like mm-hmm. a thing, right? Where I think you know, like like, like a like a thousand people, right, to live stream or something yep. like that. Yeah. But we ha- we we use a service called uh, Christian World Media that mm-hmm. allows us to. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. Uh, you, you can 
simultaneously do the website, Facebook, and YouTube all at once, right? Yep. So a lot of churches were hitting us up for that because they were saying, well, I, I, I can't live stream on YouTube. Why can't I? And because there's certain limitations that you have, you know. And that's and, only on the mobile phone, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't go live on YouTube on your mobile phone. And if that is your main source, then it's time to upgrade to a camera yeah. and then a program that will allow you to to push out your stream in multi different in a, in a couple of different sources. So, um, yeah, that's like you said, it was surprising. Like I was looking at churches that I knew, like, mm-hmm. and they have all this money and they have all these great looks great, but they don't know nothing about no live stream. They were like, how do we live stream? I'm like, well, because the time didn't call for it at that time. Exactly. I don't want to put a certain church on blast, but if you're listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. Oh, IPC. Um, wow, man. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Of course not. There's a, there's a big church out here yeah. that, that has all everything, but a great live stream. And um, I think what, what, hap- what happens is like, if the leadership is, doesn't see the value of it, then one, no money will be invested and two, people won't feel like it's important. And when those two things are mixed, you, you have this very mundane live stream that's almost unbearable. And then you we get the coronavirus and people need to see these services. And now you're rushing and trying to figure out stuff. It's like, no, you should have been, you should have been investing, you know? And then now especially, you're mad at the media team. <laughs> especially because eyeballs will just go somewhere else, you know? It's like, well, yeah, I go to your church, but you know, this church, at least they, I can see what they're doing. So I'll, you know, I want to watch something on Sunday. So, so you kind of run that risk. You kind of run that risk too. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Everyone's trying to create uh, capturing content and, you know, honestly, I, I wouldn't feel no loyalty. Honestly, if I'm being honest, if I'm at home and I have to pick between my church with the terrible live stream versus another church uh that i know and i respect the people there but like i have some type of connection somehow if they have a a great live stream honestly i might catch the preaching of my live stream and i might you know go to the other live stream uh for the rest if i'm being honest because you know quality speaks bro people always say oh well if you preach the message they'll come but if you can't hear the message and you can't see the message then (laughs) what is the message you know, you know, it's, it's actually, it, it's kind of half and half. We've kind of learned that our, our highest viewers come from the worship. Mm-hmm. And then once the worship ends, then it starts to trickle down a little bit once the preaching starts. And it's not, it's, it's not necessarily the, the con, it's not, it's not saying, oh, but the Butler is, is a bad preacher, right? Because he's actually right. one of the best ever, right? He, it's just that, because now, because now I think now the the production quality kind of stops a little bit because now it transitions over to like one or two cameras, right? And then, but with the worship, we have like four cameras going on, it's right. motion moving, right? It, it it makes you feel like you're in an actual concert kind of a vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And then now when it goes to the preaching, it's like, well, there's no music, there's no the lights, it's like everything, you know, it's like it just kind of becomes more simple. So so the numbers they don't they don't plummet, but you'll you'll lose a little bit because for some reason, worship just tends to be the part that everybody tunes in the most for, I guess you could say. Yeah. And definitely. so I, I don't know if you guys had that same experience or. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I've, like, seen that, I've, I've seen that in other churches too. Cause I, cause I, I've watched certain live streams on Sundays and then the same thing. Once worship ends, when preaching starts it, a little bit and who, who's to say why that happens, but you know, yeah. unless you're like Stephen Furtick or something like that and, right, or, right. or TD Jakes, then it just goes. It's you know, a whole different, yeah. whole different. Vibe yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. But uh, but man, 
uh, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Um, like I said, I always appreciate your knowledge and always appreciate your willingness to, you know, hit me up or hit me back uh, when I have questions. Uh, I mean, I'm not telling everybody to go DM Michael Harris because he probably won't respond after. <laughs> My number under. is. Right. <laughs> but um, if he, I would say you could learn a lot just by going to his page or going to the IPC page and just sort of see what they're doing. Um, so thank you, bro. Like I said, for being inspiration. I uh, appreciate that. And um, why don't you drop your uh, personal social media? All right. So you can find me on Facebook at Michael Ayers. And then on Twitter, it's Michael Ayers one, the, the number one, Michael Ayers one. And then because some, some guy on Twitter just took Michael Ayers, man. I like just, you know, wow. and you know, what's annoying about that too, is that he, they took Michael Ayers and it's just an egg and there's no tweets. Oh, and it's yeah, right. Exactly. So someone just took it and just that abandoned it. So that's bitterness right there, man. I got to work on that for prayer, but for sure. Instagram, <laughs> Instagram will be at Michael Ayers photo. Definitely check out his stuff. He takes some really cool photos, really cool content. Um, thanks for being on, bro. bro. I feel like we have a lot more we could talk about, uh, but we're going to wrap it up here. And uh, I'm definitely going to try to have you on again because there's some other stuff I want to pick your brain about. So, um, sure. yeah, man. Uh, and also, shout out to your dad for being dope. Um, he's been on the podcast <laughs> a few times. I just feel like I just got to give him a shout out. You know, he's, he's awesome. So it's just funny. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's just, just for being dope, you know. Just for being yeah, cool. exactly. No, he, yeah, he, he's awesome. So, all right. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. For more encouraging messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out past episodes. If you like what you just heard, please consider rating and sharing it with your friends. God bless, and don't forget to be a hyphen.